This show is brought to you by Bridge Up. Money, money, money. It's so funny in a rich man's world. Yes, we're talking about revenue. More specifically, the importance of revenue. In today's episode of Revenue Decoded, we'll cover the A to Z's of getting revenue through the door and how to implement a continuous revenue stream for your SaaS company. So pump up the volume as we dive deep into the revenue ocean. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Revenue Decoded podcast. In this episode, Benjamin Matthew, co-founder of SaaS Industry, has a one-on-one with Deepak Goyal, who's a business and strategy consultant with First Line Consulting and also a fractional CFO with a few other startups. Listen on as Deepak explains what it means to consult as a fractional CFO and the importance of revenue in maintaining the financial health of a company, especially within the startup culture. Hope you all enjoy the show. Hi, Deepak, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Ben, for having me on the podcast. Most welcome. So, um, Deepak, I just want to quickly give our listeners a bit of an introduction about yourself. So if you can just give us a quick round of uh, who you are and where you're coming in from and uh, just give them a background about yourself, that'll be awesome. Sure. Uh, Thanks. So uh, basically, I am uh, Deepak. Uh, I work as a financial uh, and strategy consultant uh, and run a consultancy called First In Line. Uh, we work uh, with various startups on uh, on various uh, strategy projects, fundraising, as well as uh, fractional CFO kind of roles is what we play along with it, investor relations. Uh, currently, I am working with uh, two companies uh, as a fractional CFO. Uh, there is okay. a company called Rentical. Uh, mm-hmm. It is into the rent. Uh, in the space of renting furniture and appliances. Uh, and we are uh, based in four cities, uh, Delhi, NCR, Bangalore, Hyderabad, and Pune. And then nice. the, uh, there's another interesting company called uh, Colored Cow, uh, which is uh, a software development company, full stack, uh, and uh, works with uh, mostly the NGO sector, uh, again, oh, based nice. out of Delhi. Fantastic. And um, can you, like, when you say fractional CFO, um, just for our listeners' uh, benefit, can you just explain to us what that actually means? Yeah. So uh, what happens, uh, Ben, is uh, most of the startups uh, are not in a position to uh, uh, spend uh, the money or uh, do have work for a full-time CFO when they are uh, in their initial uh, growth phase. Uh, uh, many a times uh, what they need is actually a person who can help them on the finance side of things. But may not be a full-time job for them. In that case, uh, uh, people like us uh, get an opportunity to work with these the startups uh, and uh, help them on the, uh, on the various financial aspects and, the, and, and how to grow the company in a proper way uh, while still uh, uh, keeping within their budgets and, and their time uh, is, uh, is the re- reason why a fractional CFO role is gaining uh, popularity. Oh, wow. Great. And I'm guessing that Rentical is uh, a platform in itself, which is basically SaaS based. Uh, you can say that, uh, but this, it's a different SaaS sort of thing. Like, uh, actually, if you if if we see SaaS is software as a platform, uh, there's something called PaaS, which is platform 
uh, as a service, right? And then the, initially there was IaaS, which was infrastructure as a service uh, on the tech side of things, uh, where infrastructure meant uh, shared hosting, shared servers, etc., right? Uh, Rentical in that sense provides shared services uh, or shared infrastructure on lifestyle, right? Or, or or all the other aspects apart from tech. Uh, so you'll get a uh, you'll get a bed, you'll get a, a cooler, you'll get an AC or sofa, and that all these things will be on rent, uh, uh, and uh, they can be used. Or uh, you, it's a comfort com- around you to get to the your, do your main job correctly. It, right. Right. Oh, fantastic. Great. So um, as a CFO, um, you know, uh, and having worked with multiple, I mean, you're you're consulting with multiple companies. And as a CFO, I'm sure that um, you work with enough and more startups and uh, SaaS companies as well. Now, one of the fundamental things that we kind of uh, miss out, especially when there was this whole uh, funding boom over the last couple of years, right? Um, everyone moved to this whole notion of, hey, I've got an idea, I'll go pitch it to an investor, I get funding, and then I'll, I'll just keep going, right? The whole concept of building um, uh, an entrepreneurial uh, journey, building it with the fundamentals of having revenue in place, like from a business model perspective, right? Kind mm-hmm. of like um, was almost washed out. Yeah. yeah, I took the back seat. Exactly. I think that's a better way of putting it. Like, what is the change that you're seeing now in the market, especially because everyone's talking about this funding uh, winter that is, that has been affecting the market, right? Nobody really wants, I mean, there's a market correction that is happening. And how does, how has that actually affected that whole concept of, you know, is revenue actually important? So, uh, Ben, you've asked a very relevant question. Uh, When the going was good and uh, people were able to uh, raise money for an idea or uh, to grow, uh, that time uh, the main focus was on customer acquisition so as to increase your valuation uh, and revenue was a was as an was an afterthought because people always thought that the company will keep on growing and we will keep on getting more and more money uh, based on the number of customers or the or the market uh, market uh, range that we are able to acquire however uh, when the bubble burst uh, and uh, uh, the funding was not coming in any longer this valuations suddenly dropped and this is not just for the for the initial new startups. It has also happened for many of the unicorns, right? And even bigger players, uh, where they were playing this valuation game, and uh, and the intent was to keep on growing at a much faster pace than uh, uh, and keep on getting more and more valuation, uh, even in a short duration of time, say three to six months. Also, the valuations were doubling at at one point of time, right? Uh, but now when the valuations have suddenly stopped uh, uh, increasing or even have started going down, the companies have built in that that cost structure of growth, whereas the revenue is not coming to that extent. In that scenario, what has happened is 
you will suddenly see very quickly that your equity money that you had raised uh, has actually dried up or has been consumed very quickly and because the revenue is a laggard and is not falling or is not higher than the cost suddenly you will be faced with a challenge of uh, survival because uh, the the losses will keep on piling up very fast so revenue is definitely a big uh, uh, i would as a cfo particularly think that revenue is a very big uh, concern that uh, startup should always keep in mind right and and basically their burn is much higher than their income and ultimately that is whether the income came from funding or it came from uh, yeah you know revenue the, the burn is is what's causing that isn't it that's true that's true because uh, also you you should uh, understand that the nature of a startup or when we generally start up we start up in a new area or we think that we will be able to grow it very aggressively right and we better right. than the others which which inherently means that you will try to build a cost structure which is for growth right and right so, if you are building it for future growth you have to do the investments upfront right correct so there has to be a 3 to 6 months preparation time or a, uh, that you have to do to get to that growth when you are at that point of time not all companies are able to reach that stage and sometimes things go awry at times also so in that sense uh, when you are doing this uh, uh, when you are playing a valuation game if the valuation suddenly drop or or the or the next round of funding doesn't come then mm. and your revenue was not there already or was less than the cost you are uh, in a in a peculiar situation correct correct and um like with startups and this is like a chicken and egg problem literally with startups where um do i invest the money up front and do i gather a lot of money up front to build a team have a bit of burn but be able to onboard clients after let's say 3 to 6 months at a much faster rate or do i bootstrap it where i put one and grow gradually right both have mm-hmm. its own advantages and disadvantages um in in, in its you know uh, structure but yeah like from as a cfo right um mm-hmm. there's always that 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 uh, outlook of hey i'm looking at the company's health what would you say is a better way of doing things see uh, i mean if you ask me as a cfo i will always tend to err on the cautious side or being a little uh, circumspect or prudent right uh, a ceo or uh, operations guy might have a very different outlook right but a cfo is also a, as you also rightly said the cfo is also a conscious keeper of the company right whether so they have to balance the exuberance that is coming from the uh, from the founders or the ceo uh, or the operation folks who would always think that there is always going to be a growth in the company and we need to invest uh, however what cfo can do is uh, to uh, to be to uh, see that the that the plans that these guys are making are are very uh, uh, are robust and are uh, and will stand the test uh, is uh, is to is to basically iron out 
the chinks in the plan that, that these guys have made uh, this uh, or at times even uh, uh, I mean question a lot of things that have been taken that have that are taken in the account uh, when making the plan uh, for example let me tell you a, a story here uh, in uh, in one of the companies we wanted to expand into a new market uh, where we where we thought that there is a uh, there is a lot of potential and we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to grow that market very fast and then take money or equi- raise uh, equity because of that uh, however when i uh, prepared the financial model and started asking detailed questions uh, about the costs or cost structure and uh, how how much uh, salaries do people get uh, what's the time that people take uh, to build a product or something on those lines uh, and the support structure around it we finally figured out that it is not going to be an easy task uh, there the amount that we are asking is much less then what we will actually require to show the kind of growth that we actually are projecting right if we had not done that financial modeling uh, we, and we would have gone to ask a smaller amount then the investors would have later on held us to that plan right and right. said you you had shown us this plan now deliver on it whereas we would in no way had delivered on that plan so right. a cfo will definitely have to look at the overall picture but has to be a has to be a person who actually uh, brings sanity to the table as well <laughs> got it got it now um i love that i love that statement bring sanity to the table i mean <laughs> founders are generally very very ambitious and you know they don't think about um uh, you know uh, like provisioning doesn't occur in their minds right generally speaking yeah and and, and that there's no harm in it it's just that if they are willing to take that plunge it should be taken with a knowledge if you are doing it in the dark that is where the problem is you may still want to go ahead with it no issues on that part but you should know what you are getting into got it got it so working with young startups right um obviously there's a lot of there's a lot, lot of enthusiasm and 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 you know risks are very high and uh, you know um startup success rates are also extremely low all of that all of that put together right i mean i know all of those are factors in in the game but generally from an accounting perspective or from uh, a finance perspective in an organization what would be the ideal metrics that you would want to to measure and understand when you're looking at tracking let's say for example sales and revenue and I, i'm asking this because the viewpoint of talking to a a founder and the viewpoint of talking to somebody who's in senior leadership is very very different in the way that they approach the same problem right a founder come ceo is always ambitious in the way that they go take that decision yes uh, they're looking at a much larger picture in a different way and how to get there and all of that right with a vision and they're extremely driven but 
in many ways, I believe that finance is the safety net that or, or senior leadership in finance basically build a safety net that carries that vision and dream forward, right? But in order to do that and give the right kind of, of uh, information to ensure that an educated decision is made by the CEO, there are matrices and there are, um, uh, you know, um, factors that you, you, you highlight and you, you track. What are those that are generally tracked for sales and revenue? Uh, so, uh, very simply, uh, first of all, uh, I think uh, the biggest thing one should do before uh, getting into uh, uh, a new project is to budget or to create a project plan for that uh, on an Excel sheet. Uh, creating a project plan on presentation is one thing, but on an Excel sheet, when you start putting the numbers, you actually see how uh, how much is the variance or uh, uh, of what you were thinking and what you what will actually happen. Uh, you can actually see it on Excel. Uh, so having a budget or sort of a plan on an Excel is very important. That's the first thing that I, I generally ask any founder to do uh, before starting on a on a new project. Uh, the second thing is. Uh, once you have built that thing, uh, the assumptions that you've taken or the things that you, you want to do in that new project have to be very clear, right? Right. Uh, right. So if you have assumed, a, 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 say, a revenue of, say, 1,000 rupees coming from a, from a customer uh, on rental, right? Hmm. Where, but actually you are getting only 800. Then there is a problem in your assumption that you have to rectify either the customer that you are targeting is not the correct TG, right? Or the products that you're selling are not the correct products or the competition is too fierce or maybe you need to do something differently or offer a more value add to the customer. You have to figure out something, but there is a problem inherent in that fact that you are not getting thousand, but thousand rupees which you are targeted right? right and which will in turn directly fall to your uh, profitability because as we are saying earlier in your exuberance to execute that budget plan you would already have built in the costs so you are spending like thousand but you are actually making only 800 right right so having a metric to track to is very important whether in sales or at the PNL level. That's so true. Yeah, very, very, very true. Uh, for example, what we started, uh, when we started Rentical, uh, say, for example, we were thinking that maybe uh, we will uh, we'll be able to uh, scale up a city very fast, right? And then once we have scaled up a city, we'll be able to get into a new city. Uh, and that's how we'll be able to grow very quickly with, uh, as we as we go along and say in a, in a particular time of uh, when we have grown say x we will be able to raise around right right uh, and we were able to do that but the round uh, for some reason at that time uh, because of this covid happening or or uh, some other issues happening the round didn't happen right but yep. the if you are if you are not going as per the plan 
right uh, yeah. which was to spend uh, spend an x amount to show the growth right and and get to a particular number particular number if if you are not tracking the plan right then we would not have known that if the fund is not coming what to do right Right. at that point of time we would have continued spending more right just to grow in the hope that the fund is will, will come in say 6 month 8 month time whatever be the period right but because we we could see that at this point of uh, time we had actually factored in a funding round happening which is which has been delayed what for whatever reason we were able to scale down our operations or uh, our spending to uh, to overcome that uh, that period when we were in it in some bit of trouble okay got it now you're talking about getting funding right um and, and fundamentally given the market scenario going down the equity funding route is not really working out for a lot of companies many companies went the valuation route and then they realized okay hold on markets are not correcting we can't now go and do uh, another uh, round we can't do from let's say series a to a series b we have mm-hmm. to now do a bridge round or do something to still have some money come in because we're we're not in the position where we thought we should be and they're stuck now of course valuation game is a very different game but mm-hmm. having working capital is a fundamental aspect of keeping your business alive um, it's literally the lifeblood of your of your organization without which you can't pay your employees suppliers whatever it is right mm-hmm. i i want to talk about funding here and what are the alternatives and opportunities that you know are there in terms of funding especially for startups um and since you work with multiple startups how do we how do we get uh, or, or what are the factors that we need to consider when going and getting funding sure so uh, when as you know there are three types of funding that uh, generally uh, uh, the startups would go for first one is the equity funding which is uh, which is mm-hmm. the most known type of funding that people go for right generally it the equity funding happens at the seed stage or the growth stage and then you keep on as you are growing at a much faster pace than the than the industry or uh, uh, Or, or competitors, you try to get more and more of it, right? Right. So, equity funding uh, is a funding which also expects the highest return, right? Uh, and so, yeah. uh, this is something that you do in either a seed stage or an advanced stage uh, when you have a competitive advantage or the or the business uh, scope or the growth is very high. The second kind of funding is debt funding. Uh, yeah. so and debt funding is the is is the most known or the used form of funding that uh, used to happen before the this uh, startup things uh, startups started getting more and more equity funding and and going uh, for to the vcs etc right which was our yeah. traditional uh, raising loans from the banks uh, uh, and now even uh, non banking financial institution nbfcs uh, also give loans but at a at a little uh, higher rates than the banks etc right so that's another sort of funding where generally you would try to uh, raise funding from a bank or or from a nbfc based on your collaterals or or, or underlying asset that you need to have to put uh, 
and they will in turn charge you an interest rate with or an interest which you'll have to pay on a regular basis to the banks or or the NBFCs, right? Uh, in in this kind of funding, uh, obviously uh, startups have some difficulty in the sense because many most of the banks require a history or or some level of uh, 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 they need some level of assets etc or, or or a backing uh, which you can put as a as a security to the fund that you are raising right uh, uh, there, there's another type of funding which is called uh, revenue based funding or uh, uh, revenue financing in or even bill discounting in it's it, there are a few names that that come to mind in that and that is an, that's a source of funding which which has started gaining popularity which also is something that st- uh, startups can look at uh, and it's a is a is is it has uh, it's a mix of basically equity and debt in that sense that uh, you raise the funds uh, from a from a institution based on your uh, future cash flows or revenue that you will get uh, and is assured uh, so for for companies which have sort of recurring revenue this becomes a, another source of funding which you can uh, which, which you can get from the institutions at uh, maybe a little higher rate than the debt but significantly lower rate than the equity right uh, this uh, revenue funding also is uh, is good in the sense that you are actually not uh, providing any underlying but uh, you are sort of giving them first uh, first lien or first uh, use of ca- your future revenues that is coming in uh, at a later date to pay the interest part or a, or a part of principal of the of the uh, finance that you have raised from these companies right right uh, further uh, you'll also see in the in this case both uh, the company as well as the financer have ha- similar interests right both want the company to grow right if hmm. because only if the company is growing or if the revenue is coming is the financer also getting that money back if the company goes to a dump uh, or, or uh, goes down uh, then uh, he or she uh, I mean that institution will also suffer because of that right right so in that sense uh, a company can look into uh, revenue financing as a way of also raising money uh, if it has steady margins and it's uh, it's growing on a on a regular uh, uh, mean it's it has uh, it has uh, recurring revenue kind of streams uh, like in rental business uh, or in uh, uh, software as a service kind of business uh, mm. Or, or or certain businesses which are maybe habit forming and and there are tend to be repeat purchases uh, very high repeatability for the customers etc in those kind of businesses it makes great sense to actually have uh, revenue financing as a way of uh, uh, getting your working capital requirements uh, fulfilled rather than going for an equity dilution right so i don't i don't lose equity but i am able to raise the funding that i need in order yeah. to either grow, scale, survive, whatever the, the situation may be based on my existing revenue. So yeah, like you said, a bill discount or um, 
against a, a recurring revenue model. So that makes a lot of sense because um, though startups early on don't have a lot of revenue, they definitely, I think, given the current market scenarios, a lot of startups are now saying, okay, I want to be revenue positive before mm-hmm. doing a jump or a scale, right? Yeah. Um, and and they look at equity jumps as more of a, a massive scaling operation than a, a, a growth kind of uh, operation. So being from uh, product market fit to go-to market kind of jump, it's more about, um, you know, expanding maybe a, a specific sector or, or 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 a smaller growth rather than a massive huge scale unless you've already got that kind of revenue which in which case yeah, in, in that sense also revenue becomes very important uh, because if you are able to uh, early on uh, actually grow your company using a revenue uh, financing model rather than equity dilution you are actually saving your equity for a later uh, later round when when your company has grown to a certain level and in that sense, uh, the value of your equity that you are diluting also increases significantly. So it's a win-win for uh, founders as well if, you are, if they are able to uh, delay the equity round to a later date. Right, right. And because you have revenue, you're, you're already increasing your valuation in any case. That's also true. Yeah, okay. So yeah, it's, it's like a all-in-one win kind of a scenario, right? <laughs> Got it, yeah. got it. But is, is there any way in which to protect yourself from um, like going down the stream where your burn is more than your revenue, right? And that's that's fundamentally what happens in startups where you're where you're spending more than you're actually earning, and that is why funding is is become a uh, or is becoming an option that people look at in order mm-hmm. to grow because yes i need to spend money to grow but if i don't spend money i don't get the growth that i need in order to make the money that i i need to grow in any case right so it's kind of like a a loop if you think about it uh, so uh, uh to some extent i'll agree uh definitely uh, you need money to grow but uh, a lot of times what happens is a uh, the significant chunk of money actually goes in marketing activities rather than building your core capabilities, right? And that is where sometimes if the if that message that you are giving to your customer is not the correct message or if there's, if there's uh, that marketing is not working for some, some of the reason or, uh, or if you're just going to give discounts, uh, which is not bringing in the uh, customer loyalty, then uh, you are actually uh, being sending good money after bad in a way, right? Uh, it will it will show momentary growth, but it will not be a lasting growth that you'll get. So you always need to have a good handle on your costs. In fact, uh, I would, as a CFO, always try to look first at the costs and how I can decrease those costs to improve my profitability, then go out and raise money, right? Because if I'm able to able to decrease my costs or if I'm able to generate enough amount from uh, within the company's cash flows, 
right then i i am not able or not only paying the extra principal or the cash uh, is uh, uh, also serving the interest part of it but uh, at a future date i may be able to raise a higher amount when i am in more in need right very true very true i completely agree it's actually food for thought for a lot of startup founders out there right which where i mean you know you, you go in with that attitude of i can't lose but yeah you don't lose because you play it smart not because you know you 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 just can't lose it's like how do you play it smart is by making sure that all the factors are there on the table and you actually understand what's going on so expense income all of those things are are factors that we need to look into i i completely agree. yeah because what happens is most many times uh many times when you are in a growth phase right you tend to lose sight of the costs right and and, and the costs just burgeon right they they become big in no time uh and uh, and bad habits come in play uh, I mean, uh, you might have extra parties you might have uh, offsides you might uh, right. I mean, people might just be spending time uh, idly or you might have hired an extra person uh, all those things will make life easier but they if that revenue is not coming in right then uh, this will these are all going to hurt in a uh, in the future right in the last like couple of years you know uh, with respect to the pandemic it's changed the way we think about a lot of things right many things we took for granted we kind of That's like true. now say okay no it's a fundamental we need to we need to look at that from that perspective right um i had a friend of mine mm-hmm. who i mean i i still have him he's not that he's no more but um he used to tell me yeah. something he and he and he said the moment you hear the auto driver talking about the stock market right when you travel or the or the cab driver talking about the mm. the, the, the stock market you know something bad's going to happen right and after the market crash and nobody talks about it anymore right but till that point everybody will be talking to you about how the markets are doing so well and all that i'll be like wow and it actually happened i saw it happen in 2008 i saw it happen after that as well it, it was very very interesting to me um the pandemic also has done something very similar to that right it's just changed the way we operate and changed the way we think about a lot of the problems and scenarios that we see um when it's come to funding what would you say is the biggest change that you see as a as a a financial consultant so with respect to funding uh, if i talk from the investors or the funders point of view i do think that they have become much more uh, uh, as 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 we I mean as your uh, podcast says uh, revenue decoded right they have become much more uh, uh, conscious of the companies or, or which are actually generating revenue which are which truly have uh, which have a right sound business model uh, so uh, and and those companies are getting good funds uh, but uh, they have also started pulling out uh from companies or the com- or the some of the companies which were going after uh, uh, just the growth metrics without the revenue or without a profitability yep. uh, metrics in mind they they have also started uh, seeing the true nature or of what's actually going to happen and and many many of those have started uh, going bust uh, 
so uh, but irrespective of the funding if, even if uh, a startup is uh, is uh, making losses and is not able to uh, uh, generate revenue from some some uh, uh, business model that they have they need to think uh, whether they are in the right business or they need to do some turnaround uh, or look at some different perspective uh, of getting uh, uh, going exactly. in different direction because uh, uh, if, if they are if they are loss making and and they are not going anywhere uh, it's becoming more and more difficult true, to get funding true, as true. well yeah and i mean the initial phase is all discovery i mean we don't know what we really want to do or how we have an idea as a founder you have an idea you yeah. test those ideas it doesn't work you keep testing it until you find the the right fit and then you're like okay this is something that i could scale does it have the scalable quotient if it does then i take it up and i i, I that's how it used to be done and i think it, yeah i mean if if you are a startup you have to be nimble right that's the first rule of being a startup right if you are nim- nimble and you are able to uh, you are able to test your idea try it out and figure that if it is working or not uh, you will not lose in the uh, when when actually you spend right. much more money in it right uh, so it's always a good idea to do a test case or to do a small uh, uh, cohort and and figure out whether that the, the thing that i am looking at is working or not because uh, uh, when you are a founder right you would always think that your idea is the greatest and that that is going to change the world and that is the way mm. founder should think also but it also mm, needs right. ratification right it when you are actually getting into the reality and 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 going to the market uh, that idea has Correct. to be bought by right. somebody right and if that if you can see in the very initial stages that it is its time is not yet here or its time might have passed uh, you still have uh, time to pivot around with the i mean very few losses right but if if you have if you have gone full out and then later on you realize that right. it becomes much more right. difficult hey awesome awesome i mean like really deep insights deepak um that i think the listeners would have definitely taken away from this conversation that we've had i want to um i, I want to just ask a couple of quick questions uh random questions uh, and then we can close yep. post that but i just want like it's been an extremely interesting conversation for me especially because it's from the mindset of I mean, it, it's it's from the mindset of a, of of a senior financial uh person right so it it makes a it's a very different viewpoint that we we have uh in that in the way that you've explained things all right let me let me quickly get to the random questions that i was talking about um what would you say is the most used uh uh financial accounting tool or software that you use and that you prefer it can be a saas software as well i'd love it if it is <laughs> but uh, i i have used navision uh, or business uh, analytics a lot uh, it's a wonderful tool uh, and uh, uh, we've also i've worked on sap uh, okay uh, as well so those okay. are the two play, uh, yeah and, and 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 then on top of it uh, is the business analytics of business got it, tools got it. what's your favorite book by the way oh uh, i just finished reading a book called uh, purple cow uh, it's not uh, I mean, uh, it's a book by seth godwin 
it, uh, and uh, I got to read it because uh, uh, when I joined uh, Colored Cow, uh, I was intrigued by the name uh, that this company had. And uh, uh, the CEO told a very interesting story that uh, he had actually read this book, Purple Cow, and he wanted to keep the same name. Uh, so he actually wrote to Seth to figure out if he can uh, if he can uh, have this name, which he obviously <laughs> said no to. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, so they brainstormed uh, red cow, blue cow, and uh, and then they suddenly right. came up with colored cow. Uh, and uh, if you go to the website, you'll see that the cow it's is black and white. Yeah, I was like, I, I saw the logo, and I was like, why? Why would you call it colored cow and not have a color on it? <laughs> you know. So yeah, okay, interesting. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Um, what's your what's the most used app on your phone uh, currently it's <laughs> Netflix uh, okay I... <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh, would you like I mean do you use an iPhone or an Android I have both uh, I use uh, so I was earlier in Bangkok uh, uh, working with a company called ISS uh, we sold that uh, ISS is a facility management company uh, based out of Denmark and is in okay. 80, 85 countries. In India also, they have wow. about 60,000 people, uh, uh, though they don't advertise uh, that much. And so you will never know. Uh, uh, so uh, they wanted to sell some of the countries uh, uh, as no, they being non-strategic. Uh, Thailand was the biggest of them with about 35,000 people. And... Uh, uh, I worked there for about three years uh, uh, with the company and we actually turned it from a negative margin company to a 6% profitable business, uh, which we then finally wow. sold to a private equity. Uh, so uh, so I, I have a Bangkok, uh, so uh, the story is short story is that I have, I still need the Bangkok number so that I keep uh, one for, for, phone for that <laughs> and the other for it. Okay, interesting. That's really interesting. <laughs> awesome. Great. And uh, what's your favorite hobby? That would be my last question. Uh, I love spending time with my family and uh, uh, my kids. Uh, I have twin boys. How about uh, they are, uh, growing up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they are 12 years old and they're growing up and uh, they keep me busy with uh, a lot of uh, games. Initially, uh, they were right. hooked to iPads. So we just took them totally away. <laughs> and now uh, to keep them occupied, uh, I need to uh, take them to the sports complex, play badminton and, right. and non-dennis and whatnot. Uh, have an <laughs> aching body by the end of the day. Totally understand that. Totally understand that, Deepak. Wow. Deepak, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge. Um, the financial insights are, are, I mean, it's gold, to be honest. A uh, lot of... Uh, things that are there in this podcast that I think uh, new founders especially will really, really look at and say, okay, these are things that I could do. And I'm sure it it, it gives them a, a good starting point as well to take on their business and look at it in, in a very different light as well. So thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure to have you here with us. No, Ben, it was a pleasure for me as well. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, uh, I would urge any founders, if they are in in turn uh, uh, more willing to explore these options and, and figure it out, uh, uh, 
to uh, they can also reach out to me and uh, uh, or leave a query on my website uh, firstinline.com fantastic thank you so much and uh, have a good one deepak it's all about money and you get to peek into the secrets of leveraging it if you like this podcast then what are you waiting for subscribe here now and follow us on social media don't miss another episode join us next week right here on revenue decoded this show is brought to you by bridge up